live from just inside the Arctic Circle, also known as my living room, and brought to you by Daisy Sour Cream to a dollop of Daisy. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode number 58, and we are recording on January 26, 2013. And Allie, why don't we still have the music? I'm the king of the world. Uh, well, then, uh, before we get hit by an iceberg, uh, <laughs> let's get this show underway, because I hear that North Atlantic water is very cold. Oh, burr. Shrinkage. Oh. Ew. Uh, so you had something that went on uh, before the holidays, didn't you? Yes, I wanted to mention a little something this year. I knew about it. Um, the Gamer Secret Santa, run by uh, Stargrace of MMO Quests blog. Uh, she's been doing this for about four years now, and this is the first year I heard about it. And I thought, wow, this sounds really cool. So basically, she pairs gamers with each other, and you send each other a gift. And uh, I got my present, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a book from a um, an exhibition of, of games down in the other side, or down under, I guess, in Australia. It was called Game Masters, and uh, I thought it was really neat. It's pretty interesting. It's like the history of video games and, you know, where they've come from and arcade games, all those old games we started with. It's kind of cool. Oh, cool. So this book is tells about the event. Yeah, it tells about the event. Well, it tells about uh, all the games. It kind of gives the background and and history of the makers of the games. And uh, it's pretty neat. You know, it's got a lot of artwork. And uh, it's, it's if nothing else, a conversation starter. It's pretty cool. Sure, sure. Cool. What did, uh, what did you give your uh, person? What, what did you give them for the holiday? Well, uh, I gave this person a set of coasters that were handmade. Uh, they're wood, and they were etched with characters from Space Invaders. Oh, very cool. Very classic game. Yes, a classic game that I think certain those of a certain age remember fondly. Uh, I remember Space Invaders. I played Space Invaders. We used to hang out at the uh, the gas station <laughs> across the street from the A&P, and you know, you'd line up your little quarters at the top, right above mm. the start button, and so you're, that's your line waiting for the game. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a rule, no more than uh, four kids under the age of 18 in the store at any time. So, you know, you had to take turns. Hanging out in the street corner. Well, it was actually in a store. Okay. All right. It was in the- I, I, I guess I'm just envisioning this young, young Allie with her uh, Jordache no. jeans and oh. her members-only jacket Hanging out uh, on the street corner with the spiked hair, chewing gum, uh, Cindy Lauper style, uh, you know, all eighties with the with the, you probably used enough Aquanet uh, no. to sink the Seventh Fleet to get your you hair to stand straight up. You don't, uh, and, and girls just wanting to have fun. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, 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 okay. not quite. I wasn't one of those. 
I was a geek. I was the one with, you know, the nerdy glasses and the goofy peanuts book bag and, you know. So you're not one of the cool kids at the gas I gulp. was certainly not one of the cool kids. Uh, right. so, but anyway, so uh, if any of you guys want to check it out, um, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Stargrace. Uh, but if you if you aren't, her blog is at MMOQuest.com. Okay, and you can probably get some more information there about uh, about the Gaming Secret Santa. And maybe they'll come around this year again. Yeah, and maybe you can be paired with Ellie. Absolutely. Or, it sounds like she Del. gives cool gifts. Or Dell, maybe Dell will participate next year. Perhaps we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait to the holidays and see now, shall we? Yes, yes. Uh, we have some uh, listener feedback for this episode. I, I know it's been a while since we we're recording, so we actually have quite a slew of feedback to go uh, over. A slew, yes. So I'll read the first one. Actually, the first one came via Facebook. Uh, this one is from Gabrielle. First, love the podcast. You guys are phenomenal. If you're not already aware of the experimental crafted armor being used in Dungeon Maker for XP gain, let me enlighten you. After much rumor and actually seeing it in my own guild chat event, I've tried it using a level 20 Shadow Knight and a guildie who was 90 at the time. Within minutes, we were flooding guild chat with levels and achievement points. After one hour and 43 minutes, he is 95 and my baby SK is now 41. We are both max AAs. This looks like quite a feat. But why do I feel dirty? Is this an exploit? Looking to be nerfed? Agree or disagree? Signed, Gabrielle. So, Dell, did you have any thoughts about whether this little thing that happened is an exploit? Because he feels dirty? I don't think they should feel that dirty. One man's exploit is another smart play, right? Mm -hmm. This was not, uh, I don't want to say illegal, uh, they did close this loophole, I guess, but it was something that uh, went into the game uh, that uh, items that had all these uh, this experimental gear were proccing independently. So you had full suits of proccing uh, damage and heal gear constantly, so people were just able to basically uh, uh, stone stone kind of I don't want to say stone skin per se, but you know heal themselves through with a with a uh, thorn coat and just you know run into mobs and let them basically explode all over them for great XP. Um, you know what? It, it's hard to say, right? Because we have so many ways of earning XP so quickly. Uh, and you know I don't want to take us down the path of selling max level tunes again. Uh, but really, what difference does it make? You know, <laughs> uh, It's funny. We talked about you could play uh, your character from 1 to 90 in Dungeon Maker and never learn your tune. And now, now apparently somebody finally proved me right. <laughs> Exactly. You know, so um, while it, I guess it does it damage the integrity of the game. Ooh, integrity! Wow, big important sounding word. Uh, I guess, but you know, people are going to get there anyways without knowing how to play or or grinding all the way uh, to the end, uh, either through power leveling, dungeon making, being PL'd, paying for PL services for Chrono or something like that. What difference does it make? I guess they they the developers felt that they didn't like this, so they closed the loophole on it. Yeah, I have a couple thoughts. Um, these type of things happen periodically because uh, things go into the game and maybe not every possible method of gameplay is considered before these things go in. And it takes going live and players testing out, you know, I shouldn't say testing, playing everything to its, you know, nth degree for things like to come to light. Can they catch every single thing? Probably not. Are these kind of things going to happen in the future? Probably. 
Um, but I think one thing holds true in EQ2 and probably in any MMO, players will find every nook and cranny to XP as fast as possible or get lots of plat as fast as possible if it's there. They will find it. Absolutely, I agree. And you're right. This wasn't the first one of these sorts of things, and this won't be the last. Right. Uh, players are very creative and like to think outside the box all the time. Yes. So, I mean, I personally, if I knew about it, I probably would have used it, to be quite honest. Uh, I didn't know about it. Uh, and after getting this Facebook post, I read the article on Wire. Um, so I was enlightened completely and then i realized that and then they closed it quite shortly after that so i didn't get to take advantage of it but if i had a chance i would have most certainly uh yeah i mean it is what it is and i probably wouldn't have felt dirty yeah i mean uh who's to say one man's exploit is another man's you know smart gameplay right and that's how i would chalk this up again somebody getting to max level in a couple hours uh, I, I think I'm getting older and wiser. I, I'd like to think I am in my MMO career here. Uh, it's up to them if they want to do that. You know, If somebody else wants to stop and smell the roses along the way, who's to say what's right or wrong? Yeah. It, I, it, does it really affect me? I don't know. Probably not. It's going on all the time anyways. I mean, I'm not going to stand there and hold back the tide, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think you can. Exactly. You're, you're only making, one dwarf. You're making my point, Allie. And you're <laughs> And you're very short. Yes, and I don't swim very well. <laughs> so we have another uh, email here from Ukabi writes, Apologies to Delmon for the Smarter Than a Delmon collection question. Knowing his love of shinies, I figured it would be pretty easy. But then I didn't count on a few things. One, he first did these collections quite a while ago. Two, he doesn't have alts that also want or need to collect them. Three, he doesn't decorate. These are pretty fresh in my mind because I love the house items, so I tend to create alts to do the collections, then steal their stuff and send them off to Ethernear. On grouping with alts, if you two do decide to play your alts and want more company, I'm sure that other EQ2 talkers have alts that they seldom play and would be happy to venture out with you. Have an impromptu EQ2 talk alt attack expedition. That could be fun. I know some friends and I have alts that we don't really know how to play, but we have a blast, even while waiting for a revive sickness to go away. We should just macro the phrase, what does this spell do again? And save ourselves some typing. On the easy button, I'm sort of torn on this one. On the one hand, I did harvest to get all of my rares to get new experts, and then used all the research reducers that had dropped from the endless goodies crates. So I did everything I could in game to lessen the time it takes to get spells mastered. I don't have quite the aversion to station cash that Delmon has, but most mostly I just buy fluff items with it. Houses, appearance items, things that don't really give me any gaming advantage. After waffling a bit, I did break down and use it to get my masters. The price wasn't exorbitant, and I sort of justified it by figuring I was using the station cash that I earned with my subscription. It's kind of nice to have the option. I don't think I would like it if I were a PvP player, because then it could be seen as giving you a gaming advantage by paying. Although I suppose you could make the same argument if you were a raider and got left out because you didn't have your spells mastered, and someone else who used the button got your spot. Still not sure, but right now I think I'm for it. 
as you said, it isn't obnoxious by flashing in your face. And more importantly, no pop-ups were involved. Well, only the one that asked you to confirm. Other randomness. Allie, thanks for the Tim Gunn shoutouts. Love them. No kidding about soul lights. I swear those things are harder to kill than some name mobs. Consignment containers. Love the big furniture ones for storing stuff. They're lifesavers. I bought loot rights once because a guild mate kept saying, that's a really good charm. You really need it. And felt so guilty, I almost didn't equip it. I finally did, but then immediately started working to get a replacement. Didn't mean to ramble so much. Happy Frostfell to you both. Thanks again for the podcast. Signed, Ukabi. So, Del, uh, any thoughts about Ukabi's notes? Merry Frostfell to her as well, even though it's a very belated one. <laughs> We're finally yes. getting to some of these emails. Yeah. Um, I w- was very uh, interested. She lists out the three reasons why uh, I didn't do very well at the <laughs> Are You Smarter question about collections. However, I think she missed number four, the most glaring one. He's just not that smart. <laughs> uh, but she's talked about a lot of the things that we've talked about in the past. Grouping with alts, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I get this, yeah, 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 gung-ho, we should do that. But I'm like, ugh, alting. Uh, you know, and I think we've got a lot of folks saying you should do alts because you get to see a different side of the game. So uh, I feel that we should, but then sometimes I'm like, ugh, alts again. Uh, what's been your feeling about the alts? I'm always reluctant to play alts unless I'm with people who don't know what they're doing either. Honestly. Like her group of people who want to say macro the the phrase, what does the spell do again? That sounds like my speed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, if I had to heal a group, I really hope they don't know what they're doing. Because <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know. It could be fun. I do enjoy seeing uh, another side because, I mean, I kind of play the easiest class in the game. Um, I don't know what it's like to be a tank. I don't know what all goes into uh, being a healer. I mean, I can imagine that there's a lot going on that I don't have to worry about as a DPS class. Um, I'd be interested to play a mage as long as it's not too important of a role or as long as the people I'm with don't really need to know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) But maybe after a little while of not knowing what I'm doing, maybe I would learn, you know? Uh, yeah, let me ask you this about alts in general. Uh, and maybe it's just my thinking, but let me, let me get your take on it as well. Uh, going back to the old, old school, old EQ2, and, and even further back than that into EQ1, I, I think when people talked about alts, uh, they were truly, uh, truly what their name implied. They were alternate characters that you were not good at were yes. not well-equipped, uh, did not have all the best spells or the best hotbars or, or all those things that, you know, your main character is good at and, and, and you didn't know what you were doing, kind of like what you've been talking about there. What does this spell do? When mm-hmm. should I be casting this? Um, now, it seems, when it comes to alts, they are really the character I'm not playing when I'm playing this other character, uh, that they are, they are top-level geared because we have SLR. We have the farming ability to run heroics every 90 minutes now as opposed to waiting days. Uh, you can get your spells either through purchasing them or, or, or spell reducing. Uh, the, the, the concept of being a twink, not allowing people to inspect you because they might realize that you've twinked this character out, uh, that concept seems to have gone away. You're, you're not ashamed to say, yeah, I bought this loot and I put it on this character and I use it. So I'm wondering if, if in the evolution, alts have become less alty, if that is such a word, and more 
just the character I'm playing now. I am I I as a person am equally comfortable playing more than one class at a high level, and this class is equipped and geared and ready to go at a high level. Yeah, I think there are people like that. Okay. I am not one of them. Um there are people who have uh the capacity to min max several characters and be really good at all of them and switch between them. Uh I am not one of those people. I can't hold that much information in my wee brain <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I just it's too much for me. Um and I don't ever want to declare an alt that I would ever raid with because I would never feel comfortable with that. I'm not one of those people. And now I know there are a lot of people who can do that and succeed very, very well at it. And we know several of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think you're one of those people either. No, I, I'm certainly not. That's, and I think that's a personal question for each of us. But let me ask you, do you think the game, the way it's set up today, that play style is today within an MMO like EQ2, is more affording of that, allowing more people to be that type of person. Absolutely. I mean, look at Heirloom. Mm-hmm. Heirloom lets you gear an alt. It's encouraging twinking. It's not even twinking. You know, it's basically gearing another character so that you, you don't have to do that on that character and essentially encouraging, or I shouldn't say encouraging, it's essentially giving you the chance to basically max a tune and, and play it as well. You know, get the gear, skip content on the one so you can, you know, get to the end game, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think the games, I, I agree, I think the games are affording us an easier path to doing that. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, a lot more of the work and onus and time may, may have been an important factor there. Time was on, was on the game side, not on your side for alting easier. You know, yes. like you say, like heirlooming. You know, back in the day, a, a dungeon lockout was three days. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's down to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're able to run the, that content more and more, get more of those things that you want to get those alts up to speed. You, you don't have to memorize different spells because we now have the, the, the tiering, you know, now uh, spell one, spell two, spell three, spell four. You know, they've got rid, rid of all those different names for all of them. They all have the same icons. The backgrounds are consistent amongst them all. So there is a standard that allows us to ease into alting easier if i ease into something easier <laughs> yeah and and i think that just is um adding playability to the game longevity to the game you know what i mean right because you if you can play an alt you're kind of adding to your length of time that you will play and enjoy the game Absolutely. I guess I'm certainly not suggesting it's a bad thing, and I I think it is a good thing, Uh, promoting that replayability, allowing you to have more fun at at an easier cost point, whatever Mm -hmm. that cost might be, most likely time, right? Right, Time and effort and and, uh, and outside of the game spreadsheeting and all those other things you have (laughs) to do, you know, to maintain. I mean, you you look at uh, going to you, for example, you, you. well, what does my alt have that? Well, I don't, today I don't yep. know. I'd have to log over and check. Well, now today, thanks to them, we don't have to do that. We whip up a web page or we whip up something on a mobile app that we can see our alt and what they've got on them. Yeah, I do want that, so I'll need on that type of thing. Yeah. So again, 
the whole environment, not only just gameplay, but also those external tools, those spreadsheets and lists and notebooks that we used to have to maintain have kind of gone away as well because, you know, that sort of data is in census and, and some folks are exposing that for, you know, uh, Joe Sixpack player. Exposing and organizing in a useful way. So what about this? I know we've talked at length about the easy button, which it's just one easy button with the spell reducing by way of station cash. Yeah. It sounds to me like she's used it and not it kind of on the fence, maybe felt a little bad about it, but um, kind of like how I felt. I mean, I did feel dirty for sure, <laughs> um, but I only did it once because I'm mastered now. And uh, I honestly, oh, sorry. I no. asked for your opinion. I'm giving mine. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> what else is new, right? Um, but I, I kind of feel like, you know, if it's rating or whatever, I mean, you really, that's really only a factor in the beginning because, you know, it's not as if there's no other way to get those things mastered out. You can buy masters or you can, you can farm them or you can expert up be by way of the, you know, a a jeweler or whoever. Mm -hmm. And then you can use the reducing potions or whatever that you get from instances and the, the real research without paying. You know, and so really, it's only a factor briefly at the beginning when uh, when 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 you level. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely it's it's like going into the Seven Eleven and walking out with a man and a brown paper bag and immediately hustling to your car so nobody sees what's in it. Um, what it, you, you did it, you did it once. Um, <laughs> like, now you're wow. More, now you really made it bad. I didn't say what was in the bag. You assumed uh, what it was in the bag. You said it was a magazine. What magazines come in brown paper bags? Uh, it's not uh, Cosmo. Cosmo. Uh, well, it might be. All right, there you go. Uh, but now that you've done it once, uh, you know, hey, little kid, here's a taste. Uh, now you oh. might be more than willing to do it a second time. Now right? it's drugs. Yeah. Nice, though. That's nice. Uh, wow. So Tell while, us how you really feel. Yeah. Well, but again, it's it's about choice. I think and. Whether or not an individual chooses to take advantage of that point of need uh, or they choose to um, wait for the spell to drop or to uh, farm spell research reducing timer potions there, it's up to you. And I think that's a good thing. I think is, you know, uh, you can to buy your way out or not buy your way out and and wait the time and and kind of do the work the hard way or maybe even the boring way or something like that. Uh, But it's all up to the individual. Uh, some can take advantage of it. Some choose not to. But again, it's choice. And yes. I, think, I think that's a good thing. Uh, do I look down on those people? Absolutely. But I look down on them for a lot of other things too. So I wouldn't leave uh, just uh, using the, uh, the point of need for spell reducing to be the only reason I disdain you. Well, I don't think people – you're still so low to the ground that they probably look down on you too, Del. Uh, probably. The only thing beneath me are, well, the gnomes and the fae. Well, the fae can just fly over you. Exactly. And they poop flutter. on your head. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. You're welcome. Uh, so, again, you know, choice. And I think that's important. Uh, do it if you want. If you choose not to, uh, you don't have to. All right. That's good advice. All right. So the next email we had here is from uh, Monkey Boy. And Monkey Boy writes, hello, Allie and Dell. First of all, thank you for the $50 station cash. It helped quite a bit in leveling my characters. I look forward to your next contest. Coldane. I think he wants us to drink there. 
I have coffee. All right. I have not tried your suggestions as of yet for the run, walk, slowdown. However, I think it's probably a combination of both errors I am creating for myself. I will try ASAP and confirm your suggestions and findings. As far as the creation of an alt, I would suggest you create the alts on a different server, as this would be more like a true newbie experience since you would not have help from your alts, guild, or any veteran bonuses. You are more than welcome to come over to Freeport or another server, and I can create an alt also to allow us to group together. If you choose Freeport, I can assist in certain trade skills to assist in your adventure. Thanks, and I look forward to the next podcast. If I do not hear back from you before the holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays for everyone else, and a Happy New Year. Signed, Monkey Boy, level 6695 Taylor on Freeport. So, Allie, Monkey Boy's asking about alts as well. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people want to make alts. We maybe you need to do this alt attack thing. <laughs> EQ2 talk, alt attack. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I think we should. I think we should. I think enough people have, have uh, strongly suggested it in strongly worded emails <laughs> <laughs> that we should give it a try. So uh, uh, I, do, I do think the veteran bonuses, you get those even if it's not on the same server. I could be mistaken, but pretty sure you still get those. You know, I don't know about that. That's a great question. It's something we'd have to check. I, I can say, though, when we did our other newbie experience, uh, we did not guild them. No, we did not. And we did not talk to anybody, you know, Correct. or gain we, help from we anybody were else. Very we, antisocial. Yes. We didn't want to expose everybody to the frauds that we are. Uh, well, as we and struggled. We, also, we didn't want to sully our uh, research, right? Exactly, exactly. So uh, it was kind of a duo experience that we did. And we didn't have those sort of outside help things, although I think. We obviously did get advantage of uh, take advantage of the uh, veteran bonus that was uh, was uh, was upon us, uh, just we, having other other max level tunes. But we didn't get very far on either that or the Beast Lord experiment, uh, as I remember. No. We only got to like level twenty or so on the uh, the uh, the tunes we deleted. Yeah, something like that, because I think we needed to make room for the Beast Lord Beast experience. Lords, yeah, yep. uh, I think the Beast Lord is still out there that I have yep. maybe 30-ish Nine. or so. Oh, wow. I Mine's think. still like 12 or 9, oh, wow. really low. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, I guess we could maybe dust those back off. Oh, maybe no. no. I'm ditching the Beast Lord. Are you? Uh, I feel committed to the Beast Lord. I am so not committed. I guess because uh, I, don't, oh, like I don't know if folks know this, I had a Beast Lord in EQ1. Uh, I had a Karen Beast Lord. Not a Karen, excuse me. I had a Val Sheer. So that's why I made a, a Karen Beast Lord. And I think if I was going to do, if we're going to do the alt, the alt attack experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would go with the Beast Lord. What would I do? I don't know what you're going to do. Nobody knows what you're going to do. Well, I have a lot of alts already. Uh, that if, there's, I... if there's one thing I do know that you will do. Hmm. You will get lost. <laughs> That's not a very good bet. <laughs> of course I will. I always get lost. Maybe I'll tank. Okay. I could play my Shadow Knight. Okay. Maybe. So uh, um, are we making a New Year's commitment here to, say, have the oh. alts at 95 by the end of, of this calendar year? Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have to start from zero? Uh, No. I'll say the Beast Lord's at 30. That's practically zero. Well, I don't have any... Level 30. 
ones. So we either have to start equally. All right, let's start equally. I, I'll delete the Beast Lord and recreate him. I don't care. It's uh, not like I really learned what I was doing. Well, I'm not deleting my Shadow Knight. She's right. already like 92. All right, well, that's not an alt experience if you're only going from 92 to 95. <laughs> that's that's not an experience. Well, that's le- that's called leveling, Allie. <laughs> well, it's I don't really know how to play her. <laughs> uh, I just press buttons. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I haven't even fixed their AAs since that. All right. A reset. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. All right. So let's do this. Let's we'll we'll take this offline and we'll figure something out. Okay. But I think we should make that I think a commitment. Com- we'll make commitment, a commitment is a strong word. Okay. Uh we'll go okay. out a few we'll more times. Make an effort. Then. How about okay. an effort? All Can right, we just fine. say an effort? We'll and what are we effort. what are we promising to do here? Oh uh, are we promising to play with other people? I'm willing to go out on a on a on a limb and make a commitment that I will take an alt to max level by end from of the year. Zero. From zero. Or, well, one anyway. One. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Like one well, to two is that hard. Logging in. Well, I. I I'll make could, that commit. I will make that commitment to you, Ali. I'm a dwarf of my word, and you know that. I know, but most of the time. So is this? We need to. We need to. Okay. We need to talk about the 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 thing here i mean are we doing just me and you are we doing are we going to open this up to other people let's not let's not sully ourselves with details let's just make a commitment at this point i I don't know about commitment it depends on the details of the contract okay fine fine i don't know i don't want to sign on the dotted line just yet i'll have have the intern draw some rules up and send them over to you (laughs) for your team and lawyers to okay all right we'll look into this we'll look into that i can commit to looking into it But can we keep on unrest, please? Yes, we're going to stay on unrest. We're not yes. going anywhere else. We're not going to. Yeah, I don't know any of those people. No. Sorry. We're staying. I'm on, sure they're lovely. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're former Freeport people or free play people. Oh, stop. Oh, I, I shouldn't say that What's out loud. What's wrong we'll, with we'll, you? We'll What's out later. Okay, let's get to the next email. Okay. Our next email comes from Arthen, and he begins by giving us a little bit of a background about his MMO history. Uh, and basically, he's he's a little bit older of a player and with family and job and things like that, it's harder to play. Uh, he took a little bit of a break and started playing other games, but about a year and a half ago, he came back to EQ two after about seven years. And he says, what I found was that the game had matured and done so in a way complemented my play style. He says, what keeps me coming back to EQ two now is the fact that it finally feels right. I suspect it has to do with the fact that I love the Mercs. I like my alt SK Lobby, even though I know I will never be a main tank or even tank for a group. And I still love my conjurer, even though the only viable pet is the fire pet for groups and earth pet for solo. My question. So with COE out and a level cap raised to 95, it's starting to seem like loose ends are being tied away and the game is likely headed toward a conclusion. Frowny face. Where do you honestly see EQ2 going during the next 36 months? Will it survive EQ next? Is EQ next going to be more like EQ2 or those other games that insert action into MMOing? Is EQ next really going to your thoughts? I have a sad feeling that the state of the game is a game in decline since much of the play base is older, mid-30s I hear, and retiring from MMO computer games. There's a core rating population. I wish I could be among them, but I work full-time, and I suspect plenty of other players feel the same way. There are fewer and fewer diehard raiders each month, week, and day. 
As for myself, I don't have the time to dedicate to full-time raiding or deal with raid masters, checking my number on parses after each encounter, etc. Thus, I am in an easy mode guild, and even there, just about tolerated due to playtime and class choice. We raid two times a week. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to read my email. Keep going strong and keep the good podcast coming. One more question. Are you guys married in real life? Because you seem like a married couple. Lots of good chemistry between you two. Sincerely, Arthen, 95 Conjurer, 53 SK, Butcher Block. So, Del, do you think we seem like a married couple because we argue all the time? Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, I think we can simply say, no, we are not married in real life. That would be very weird. That would be. Seeing as I'm already married. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, actually, no. maybe we should say we're not married in game either. No, okay. we're not. Because no, that, that, be that, that sounds like role play. That's and totally that definitely ain't happening. No, we're not okay. married at all whatsoever. And we live about a thousand miles apart. So we actually met in EQ2 and met through questing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, being the competitive questers that we are, we bumped into each other. Yes, uh, but he asked a whole bunch of interesting questions here about the future of EQ two and what what I think we think is going to be the future of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard to speculate what the next thirty six months will be like. Because would have never guessed what the last thirty six months were going to be like. Um, I I think the uh, you know, and this is just my guess based on the conversations we had with uh, Wynn Starker when she joined us and, you know, uh, things I've heard at Fanfare and whatnot, that I think the age of the 10-level expansion is over. Yep. You know, I think we're going to live in the world of of goosepansions and expansions at the same time. Uh, and I guess it all depends on really what you define as a, a spansion, right? <laughs> uh, is a level increase the only thing that defines a spansion? Uh, or is it more content? We know we're getting content all the time. That's kind of the nature of an MMO. Uh, before we used to get a, a continent, a new box, and 10 levels. Well, I think that model is going away. Uh, I, I kind of disag- disagree with his comment that it, I think it's a game on decline. Certainly, it is not what it was in uh, the fall of 2004 when it launched. But I think all games have that cycle. Mm-hmm. They're big in the beginning, and then they kind of slow down as... Uh, as time goes forward, and you you really fall into these are your and I'm going to use the term hardcore players, right? Mm-hmm. These are the people who truly love what you've created because they're still playing it after all this time. They're not the Johnny Come Latelys or the uh, whatever wind whatever direction the wind blows type players, right? Mm-hmm. You know when MMO Next whatever that might be is coming out, they're all jazzed about that. Can't wait for that to come out, and then three months later, well, I guess that's done with. I mean. How many other MMOs recently have we seen like that? Mm-hmm. You know, so many ones, including that one that's kind of that Star Wars genre one. I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't that supposed to be the MMO that kills every other MMO uh, and even the unborn ones? And look at where that is now, right? Now that has gone free to play and they've announced population dwindling and all that sort of stuff over there as well. So I, I think it's natural evolution for a game to uh, mature the way that it has. And I don't think that that's anything wrong with it. Because this is really what we're seeing, you know, we're we're learning what happens to MMOs when they've been online for ten plus years, right. like like EverQuest One, which which everything we've heard from SOE is is still going strong. Mm-hmm. Right? They're releasing expansions and you know whatever their definition of expansion is too. So there is still development in these games. They're not just 
servers running in a back room with the lights out. Right. They are being patched. They are being worked on. Uh, new features are being added to them. So I don't think how you could say that it, it, it's a game kind of uh, headed towards a conclusion. Well, like everything's headed to a conclusion at some point, right? Um, it's, it's certainly not anywhere on the near horizon, I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, the question of will EQ2 survive EQ next I wonder if people ask that question, will EQ survive EQ2? And it, that did. And I really I really believe EQ2 will, too. I think that the gaming population in general is getting better, as far as MMOs go, anyway. Um, I think 30 might be a little young for a guess. For the mid-range, I don't know. I know there are a lot of older players. I mean, we're older players. Mm-hmm. And we have jobs commitments outside of game and and other things that limit the time that we have available so i think the game landscape sort of adjusts to that aging population if you will oh i i absolutely agree i mean beber back in eq1 you you played according to the game schedule right yeah mobs spawned and then you went and killed them now yeah. you sign on at eight o'clock Mm-hmm. You you mount up for raid, and at eight fifteen, that mob is waiting for you in the instance, mm-hmm. right? You didn't have to wait for him; he waited for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I think that's part of the whole evolution of that gaming because now we're able to cater to people's schedules as opposed to people with exorbitant amounts of free time living in their parents' basement on a diet of Cheetos. <laughs> you know, so I think that's part of that. So I think the games are matching what their consumer base is, and I think that's smart for any company. Any, anybody producing anything, uh, you make product that your customers want. Uh, and this is what people want. They want gaming kind of on their demand, you know, much like your movies on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you want it. Also, I think EQ2 is started out very solo and duo friendly, and it's even more so now, exponentially more so now. I think the – I don't know if you remember when it launched – uh, the the idea that drew me in was, you know, you can you can play even if you don't have, uh, you know, this hardcore EQ old school way of doing things. You don't have a ton of time. You can play it casually. That was a draw for me uh, that you could play it casually. And certainly the trade skilling aspect of the game was a draw as well. So I, I, I think EQ2, even more now, now more than ever, is very solo and duo-friendly. And I think it will just continue that way. There are ways to socialize without necessarily grouping. Uh, I, I disagree a little bit in terms of at, at launch. I do think uh, EQ2 is designed more around the six-man event. Yeah, than, sure. Than, than it is today. Not to say it, that there wasn't solo content, but it was, it was minimal. Way more solo friendly than EQ. Oh, absolutely. Like than by EQ, leaps and bounds. Absolutely. Uh, there was there was no concept of solo EQ. Right. Uh, standing in a, standing around in plane of knowledge was dangerous. <laughs> you couldn't do that solo. You know, so you just you know sign in and, and do stuff. You you mm-hmm. definitely needed other people to help you there. Uh, although I, I have a question here. He kind of asked, "Do I think?" Uh, uh, EQ2 will survive EQ next. I have a better question, though. Do you think EQ2, EQ next will survive EQ2? Mm, you know, that's, uh, uh, that, that's the ultimate fanboy waving of EQ2, right? 
Um, well, I think when EQ2 – EQ2 Next. <laughs> Let me try that again. When EQ Next launches, uh, yes, there will be a huge swell in it. Every new game has that swell. We'll see though. Uh, I wonder, will SOE as a corporation want to, want to run three lines like that? Maybe they do. If they're all making money, why wouldn't they? Right? Mm-hmm. Because they're catering to different play styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have in my mind a vision of what I think EQ Next will be. And it's interesting that this comes up because it was just a, uh, an article over on The Wire about uh, what, what Smelly had commented about Next being. Uh, and it's interesting to say how soon it will be here. Uh, he made a statement at last fanfare that by next fanfare, this one coming this year in, in 2013, we will have something to see and touch. Now, what that means, I don't know, but we haven't seen anything yet. I mean, they are really keeping this thing under wraps, whatever it is. I think it's going to be a lot more mobile-friendly, a lot more, and it's a word everybody uses, sandboxy. I don't much care for that word, but I think it's going to cater to more what we've been talking about, more solo, more molo, more play on your time, your schedule, on your choice of device even. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to move, and moving away from just a PC-centric game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you'll have interactive gameplay on those second services, your tablets, your phones, your consoles. Uh, maybe not full functionality, but you'll have a strong, strong presence and more, and more than just looking up data and information. You'll be playing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll find out at some point, hopefully this year. Uh, hopefully, uh, something else he talked about a little bit here was taking a break, Allie. Yes, taking a break. You took a break recently. I did. I had to. Uh, some real life stuff going on and sort of had to force myself to take a break or a little mini hiatus from EQ2 because I would rather raid than organize my basement. So I had to cut myself off, basically. So, yeah, I missed a bunch of stuff. I missed Frostville altogether. If there were new quests there, I missed them. I'm very sad about that. Um, uh, there were, there were, unfortunately. And the expansion came out, and I played a little bit of it, and then I stopped playing. And so I had a, a take, just dip my toe in. Uh, and then when I came back, everything to me is brand new, and everybody else is already it's kind of old hat at this point and they everybody knows where they're going and so you know i kind of had a little bit of um deer in the headlights syndrome particularly when i came back to raid for the very first time after coming back um it's incredible how much stuff you forget in a very short amount of time when you've been away uh you know i went on my first raid and i didn't even know where i was and I had to ask you, I was sending you mad tells, right? Where where are we? And you answered AOA times four. And I was like, mm, are you joking? Because that's the Kingdom of Sky Zone with Gornair and Talandor, right? <laughs> and you, you said, no, 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 that's whatever. I don't even know what the name of the place is. But I didn't know where I was. I didn't know how I got there. I don't know how to get anywhere. I don't know any of the encounters. I don't know what's going on in these zones. I don't know how many zones there are. I forgot how to raid random, random a thousand or whatever for a raid. And I actually said my role in raid chat by accident and got mocked mercilessly. Um, so, yeah, I it's incredible how much stuff you forget. I'm hoping to um, get back on the horse again here. Um, I was told that it's like riding a bike. So hopefully it'll come back to me. 
But, you know, right now I'm still a little bit uh, during the headlights. Do you think it is like riding a bike, though? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know yet. I hope so. I mean, I at least remember how to uh, kill stuff, <laughs> which is good. It's the getting around from place to place. I think I'm going to be okay. I think it is probably like riding a bike. Eventually, I'll get there to my speed that I was at before. Okay. Uh, what, I, what I would imagine would be the challenge would be the, the, the new lexicon that we've all invented, you know, in that short amount of time in the new expansion. Yeah, you know, all the acronyms. All oh. the acronyms, right? Because nobody says altar of abhorrence. Right. They say AOA. Right. They don't say Harrow's and they say he. <laughs> right? And, and to your point, you don't even know where you are because, well, you, you took the guild hall rally flag guy. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're outside the, the door of the zone, maybe standing in, in a pile of people so you can't even see where you are. Uh, and then the next thing you know, you're being zoned in. Right. Sometimes. So you don't you have no idea where the zone into this was. Right. You just know you're in that zone. And I certainly don't know how to get there. I don't even know what zone we're zoning in from. Unless right. Unless I look on my map. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a little intimidating to know nothing and certainly encounters – I know nothing of the new stuff other than what I've seen so far. And rating-wise, that's very little. I'm starting to remember things or get things. So I'm feeling a little better about that, uh, the gnome guy, you know, Fizz Pitzel or whatever his name is. Sure, sure. The get-out-of-your-cursed so, guy. Yeah, and the golem guy I figured out by following the herd, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And the swimming, all that stuff, I have no clue how to get around inside a zone. I just follow people. So, I mean, the, the, the getting around is probably my biggest challenge. Not so much the gameplay. But I do think it is like riding a bike. Um, but, again, for me, it was only like a couple of months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were talking about um, one of our feedbacks today. He took off seven years. Right. Right. You know, so how hard is it to come back? Is it like a brand new game at that point? Uh, not having ex- never experienced that, I have to say I've probably never had an extended break and certainly not one surrounding uh, an expansion release. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in your case, Allie, if if this hiatus had fallen during the middle of the summer. Yeah, I, I would not have been as difficult. Right. You probably wouldn't have missed a beat because at that point we're just in – uh, grind repetition mode waiting for new content because we've probably uh, burned through or experienced most of the new things that the Goose Mansion or expansion brought to us in the November time frame. Right. Uh, but for a person coming back after years. Where many expansions have come and gone. Right. You only have to learn a few terms and a few changes. And I have a little bit of a, a pass because it's not that old. Right, right. So there have to be some people still learning too. Right. Uh, say for like uh, Chains of Eternity, we have a new mechanic, uh, Spirit Stones, green adornments. Right. So, But you already had the concept of an adornment. Right. Red, yellow, and white. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden there's this group. Okay, I, I see where it is. I see what pieces it's on. Oh, I see how these level. Okay, this, the, the, the concept is not foreign to you. Right. Uh, for a person who's coming back after several years, uh, adornments came in what? Uh, Sentinel's Fate timeline or so? Okay. You know, I think uh, it's been quite some time, so they're just second nature to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a person from prior to that, what are these things? 
Well, also, what if you played when there were adornments, mm-hmm. but now they're, the adornments have changed and the way they work has changed. And now there's red and yellow. Right, right. I mean, those are those came in at different times, didn't they? Uh, yeah. And so, too, even red has now morphed twice. Yes. Red, the original reds are now passive abilities that we have that we choose. Yes. Now there's dropped red ones. Yes. You know, war runes and and other red ones you can buy. I mean, there's a whole book that could be written on just adornments. Yeah. So that begs the question, whose responsibility is it to write a book on adornments (laughs) on a new system or and maintain it as it goes along? Well... I know what I bet I know what you would say. Uh, I'm pretty predictable, am I not? Well, we've kind of had this um, argument, I guess, mm-hmm. discussion with that apple picking episode, uh, the writing of the manual. Yes. Right? Yep. They should provide a manual for their game, right? Right. Uh, you're very big on documentation. Document your product. Yes. I think you would probably say that SOE should provide details about the sweeping changes that have taken place in the game. Yes, I would. And like patch notes, essentially. Mm -hmm. But really, does that help me coming back to the game? Like, say I took a break. I am now forced to read patch notes. That's the only way to figure out what's, you know, you, you don't know what necessarily has changed when. Like, if I go back and I read patch notes from the beginning of time... Is that really going to get me up to speed? Or if I read the most recent set of patch notes, is that really going to get me up to speed? No, it's not going to. No, I agree. Absolutely not. So you feel, I'm guessing, you feel they should provide documentation that summarizes the current state of whenever, whenever that might be. Yes. There should be some type of resource that I can go to uh, either as an experienced player or a new player and find out how to play your game. You, you wouldn't buy a car without a user's manual, right? Now, you might understand the general concepts of the key goes here, you turn the wheel to the left to turn the car to the left, turn the wheel to the right to go to the right. But uh, how to take your headlight apart so you can replace a light bulb. Well, that varies on every model and every make. Uh, they should provide documentation on those sorts of things. What is special about your game? How does this stuff work? Uh, I think in the past they've left that up to the player base, and I think that's bad. Well, what what, do you, what about the wiki? How do you feel about the wiki, the EQ2i? Uh, my experience on the wiki, I think the wiki is a valuable, an invaluable resource. We couldn't live without it. But it's been my experience when it comes to the wiki, I kind of have to know what I'm looking for to begin with. Mm. Uh, I don't think the wiki, and this is just my take, is well-suited for new players. If I want a list of every collection, yes, I can find that on the wiki. Mm -hmm. Can I really find out what collections are? Maybe if I stumble around long enough, I might be able to. I think you, if you start at the front page and you look at, if you pretend you're a new player, I mean, it's very hard to take yourself out of that experienced player's shoes, right? Exactly. You're right. If you don't know what you're doing, or just pretend you don't know what you're doing briefly and go look at the front page and just look at the main topics. Mm -hmm. There are game guides and you probably never look at them. Uh, You're probably right. I haven't. I haven't. 
Uh, let me. I was gonna do, make a quick zinger. Uh, sometimes it's not that hard to take myself out of that that knowledgeable player <laughs> mode because uh, sometimes I'm not in it. But let me let, let's take something that I've always complained about: tool tips, right? Yeah. So if I if I go to the wiki and I type in search for ability casting speed, am I going to get a a clear explanation of what that is and Probably what it not. isn't? No, you're not because there isn't one. Right. right. I, I mean, unless you. Well, there kind of is something on like there's a page for uh, s- stats or something like that that shows you explains what all the different things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things were explained on the forums oh, at some point. Right. They're probably a cut. If I had to guess and you know, maybe we should be passing judgment on the wiki without the, without the actual facts on us. But I, I just find in general it's very difficult to get to understand what's changing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, patch notes are probably the best way, and that is a poor way at best. I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. So to get those foundations and then to build on those foundations, there isn't a lot of that sort of stuff out mm-hmm. there. And I think SOE uh, is riding on the wiki if it is out there or the Zams or the other ones, right, to do that for them. The mm-hmm. best Beast Lord guide that I ever saw was over at was uh, over at Wire mm-hmm. because they did the homework and they did all the research on it. Mm-hmm. Not SOE. SOE just slapped in Beast Lord on a on a Tuesday and said, "There you go." I mean, really, right? I mean, talk about something that really changed that you knew a lot of players were going to be interested. in. SOE did very little to promote how what it, what is the Beast Lord and how to play it. Well, they're not going to tell you how to play it. They're not going to tell you how to play it. They're going to tell you basics, and they do. Remember when we rolled our beast lords? You you get information about the I don't even remember what it's called that extra bar. Yeah, exactly the Whatever extra bar, called. right? <laughs> so what what happens if you want to know about that extra bar now? Can you bring that back? No. no well, you maybe I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't think you can. Uh, well, you can go look it up on the wiki. <laughs> okay. So I guess that's my point. The stuff's made difficult or not easy maybe it's not difficult it's not easy for us for for us as active players or for returning players you know i i left in dof days and now i'm back what's what's different everything right oy vey uh, yeah, everything from the launcher <laughs> that yes. you just kicked off to get to talking to us here to you know uh, there's there's no how to's and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. um they have these wonderful tools on 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 youtube maybe they could make a how-to video on how it works rather than showing me what's new in station cash oh, oh zing. yeah i'm sorry so i i think though when players go on hiatus like that or, or these extended vacations successfully once for years it is very difficult to get yourself back into the game. Um, and you would think that the vendor, SOE in this case, would want to help you because the more likely, the easier it is for you to get back into it, the more likely it is for you to spend money into it. I just don't think they're going to do that. And I don't know how much of a responsibility it is for them to tell us how to play our you know, characters. But information about the way things are, like what the stats are, what they mean, that should be provided, I think. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the high level is one thing, and I, and I would question how, how much of that we really have. Mm. I, I don't think you need to go into here's the best casting order, something as low level as that, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But explain the differences between 
uh, apprentice, uh, expert, master, right. master two, those right. sort of things. Just give me a high-level overview of those. You don't have that sort of stuff. Right. Or, or where the merchants are, you know, for key things. Uh, be able to, like, oh, well, yeah, okay. All right, okay. For, for adorn, we were talking about adornments. Where, where is the adornment merchant? It's certainly an old school way of running things. Mm-hmm. You figured out. Here you go. Figure it out. Right? Yes. You players, just figure it out for yourselves. And people have. Um, but now, I mean, we're sort of talking about, you know, the player base is getting older, the aging population, right? Right. Maybe we don't have time. And you might lose those customers if you don't provide them with a shortcut to time investment. Absolutely. I agree because one thing that exists today that didn't exist, say, in EQ1 days, right, mm. when, when EQ1 was out there and, and it was the granddaddy of them all, uh, we have choice today. Mm-hmm. If EQ2 isn't floating my boat, there's sweater, there's wow, there's you know EQ, you know there's other things to look at, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe one of those other vendors or 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 Rift or those are doing it better, mm-hmm. so I'm able to ease back into it better when I take a hiatus from whatever game when I start going and shopping around. Whoever helps me ease back into it and gets me playing and getting gets me to the fun faster is going to win my dollars, right? I just I feel like the wiki is the place where that type of stuff is probably going to end up. Uh, okay, and, and that's fair enough. I think it's nice to have one repository for all that. But the wiki is player-driven. And, right, you know, it there's, is. There's but shortcomings I think that's, that can come to that with that. But I think that the player-driven aspect of it makes it that much more reliable because we've seen what players do – is a little bit more thorough than what SOE does. Uh, and I, then I would argue then maybe a little bit that that's too much. What the players are going to write and wikify is that low-level detail. Detail, ca- okay. Casting order. They, what- but you know what, though? If they write a manual, it's just going to sit there and not get updated. You know that. So well, I would rather the- not have a manual at all. Well, you, if you're going to produce something, you have to commit resources but, to maintaining it. it uh, you're that's right. not going to happen. Uh, outdated material is is probably worse than having nothing at all. Right. Because then I assume that to be true when it's actually outdated. And mm-hmm. you're absolutely right there. So if given the choice of being given bad information or giving no, being given none, I'll choose the none. Yeah. Right? Uh, so I, I absolutely agree with you there. But in a perfect world, in a perfect world, they would write and update a how to jump in mm-hmm. overview high level explaining just the basic high level stuff and maintain it yes yeah but they would it's not a perfect world though it, it's not and you know okay. when we talked about that that episode back then it, it reminds me of i remember talking about the point of you we as even as veteran players are playing the game one way on monday yeah the thing gets patched overnight on tuesday when I come home from Tuesday, I'm playing it completely different. Mm-hmm. And the most glaring example of that was the stat revamp. Yes. How did it go from being played one way on one day and completely different the next mm-hmm. with no explanation other than take your best guess and hope you read the beta forms if you were included in it? <laughs> and word of mouth, basically. Exactly. Again, you're relying on your customers to do your knowledge transfer for that you. is true. That is true. And I mean, after that, there were months went by, and there were friends of mine who were like, "Oh, since when did scouts 
need agility. And I'm like, um, well, and, and I, you could say read the patch notes, but the patch notes wouldn't tell you anything. No, certainly not. And, and what happens too when you have that sort of tribal knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, tribal knowledge transfer, mm-hmm. uh, the story gets twisted and changed along the way. That old telephone tag game, right? Well, and there might be wrong info coming from players. That's exactly my point. You're not getting the the gospel truth, the actual answer. You're getting their interpretation of it, which may or may not be correct. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you put faith in other players, well, you hope they're right. Yeah, well, and you can't necessarily count. You can't bank on that necessarily. Uh, no, I, 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 I agree. So uh, getting back to the hiatuses, the longer you're on one, the steeper the uphill climb is. That's true. Well, depending on how many patches and how many uh, updates and expansions there are in between. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're assuming well, or that they should come I regularly. Say how many uh, producers? <laughs> okay, fair enough. You you would assume that the, the things are always changing because they are. We like change, right? We like new stuff. Uh, but again, I think we just need to be explained what this new stuff is and not leave it to outside resources. It should be something coming from the home office, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I can. I can uh, jump on that bandwagon for sure on the high-level explanation. But as far as, like, teaching you how to play, no. Uh, Fair enough. I agree. I'll tell you, I think one of the best resources I saw for uh, So What's New in in Change of Eternity was over on Wire. He had a Mm -hmm. uh, a, maybe a 2025 uh, FAQ. Mm-hmm. Names of zones, names of locations, approximate level of difficulty, where mm-hmm. to start the, the signature quest, all those sort of things. Those, what do I need to know day one boiled down into a couple of sheets of paper that I can read while sitting in my throne room and thinking? Exactly. And I think that's what needs to be done. It's wonderful that, that the guys over at Wire are providing that, mm-hmm. but I believe that should be the responsibility of the home office. Mm. And maybe if it's just that, that one or two sheet on it. Yeah, I think the same thing happened when guild halls, guild halls came into the game. There were a lot of questions that people kept asking over and over and over again. And a simple FAQ would solve that problem, especially especially if it came from the home office. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's, you know, the ultimate source font of knowledge, right? Right. And I don't want to let them off the hook for a manual. But I'll take a fact if I have yeah, to take yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be nice if those things were updated, though, as time changes things. Although you would probably argue it should be changed, not just something nice to do, but necessary. Absolutely. Um, sure. With basic things. And, and with so many things, adornments that are very complex, all the AAs and everything and the focus effects and everything, character traits – it's very complex. A basic overview would be the stats and what they mean. That should be provided in game, mm-hmm. not necessarily out on a website somewhere. I think in game, I'm a proponent of in game information as opposed to I have to go look it up on on the web somewhere. Um, I have no I, problem with being on the web, yeah, because I should be able to launch that in context from the game through the web client. Then, yes, in the game. Uh, so you can so that way, and I think maybe that would be a really slick way to do it. If it was web based like that, that I can get to using the the, the uh, web client in game mm-hmm. for in game referencing, or if I'm outside of it, I have it also available out there. 
Yeah. And, and you would think a web page is something that's easily editable as things change that they should be able to go back and add more sections to or, or more detail or make a change to. It shouldn't take an act of Congress to get this thing updated. Well, it might take staff, which I don't know that they have. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to allow them that to be an excuse. Right. No, I hear I you. I don't think I it should you. be. You know. I hear you. We're all busy. We all have lots of things going on. That's a good point. So let me ask you, though. So now that you are a little bit getting out of your vacation time period. It's not a vacation. Oh, huh? oh Okay. I thought you were like, you know, sunning yourself on a beach with an umbrella drink. Just no, like, I was in the dark, musty basement. Ooh, scary. That's okay. I had birdhouses to keep me company. <laughs> Are there still things out there that you're still struggling with? Absolutely. Okay. Mostly getting from point A to point B. But, I mean, that's always a problem for me. Okay. Uh, at least I remember how to play my character now. I mean, that that didn't take too long. Uh, but it, it's uh, it's getting from place to place and what are these different zones and how many there are i don't know where things are i haven't finished the signature quest line uh i don't really know how all the encounters work i there are so many coming all at once you know i can't keep them straight i just simply can't there's so many zones you know group zones solo raid there are many of them. Then there's many encounters in each one of them, and they're all at once, and I can't retain it all. So best I can do is follow the herd, basically. Yeah, I think finishing the signature quest line will help you a lot in terms of that uh, the geography challenges that you're facing right now because that does take you through uh, both of the overland zones and does take you to all of the instances. You don't necessarily have to run the grouper or the raid ones. Uh, but you'll see at least where they are, what door that they're on. Mm-hmm. So you'll know where they are and that sort of stuff and how they kind of fit in. So I think well, that is very helpful is to finish that line. Yeah, I know I should do that. It's just um, I'm in this part where it's kind of tedious. It's like it's so long. It just goes on and on forever that there's like a break. I take a break from that because I can't do I get crazy. I'm like, I just can't. It's so tedious. I stop reading and I'm like clicking through and I don't really care what Fiona has to say. I, uh, well, it's I funny. feel bad, but whatever. It's funny. When I was going through and I was lamenting to you at the time saying this quest line never ends. Mm. Oh, how can you say that about Questel? They're so fun and so exciting. You shouldn't speak bad of questing. I lost, I lost my interest after about I don't know how many. I was past. I, was, I think I was up to the part with that looks like Loping Plains when I was like, oh. How many times do I do? I mean, started getting boring and tedious at that point. They're just, it's like never ending. I just, I see how long it is and how far along I am. And it just makes me that much more (sighs) reluctant to do them. Yes, yes. Uh, So then uh, I go do other things, you know. I would rather harvest, probably. (laughs) Sounds awful, but. That does sound awful because that's even worse than I think than questing. But uh, I think it's right. You know, when I was doing it, I kept saying, please, when am I going to get to the beach? Because then I know I'm almost there. Once I get to the beach, I'm almost there. Uh, Please let this be the quest hub that sends me to the beach when I'm done with it. (laughs) And it wouldn't be. It would send me to some other corner. I'm like, oh, good Lord. These these NPCs never stop talking. (laughs) And, well, as much as I, you know, I do enjoy the story and I do read all the quest text it was a little much and and i think you're now having that same feeling as well i stopped reading Dell. okay i'm sorry to disappoint but i stopped reading 
I don't really care. I just want to be done because I want to start being able to see those obols. Yep, yep. Because I think they're important. They might be a little useful. They they might be just 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 a little, Allie, just a wee bit. See, um, I'm just I can't take it. I can't take it. I got to be done. Uh, then you know, I think the best advice is, and in, in to anybody else, uh, kind of just put your head down and grind through it. And just keep swimming. And just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, and get to the end. That's that's mm-hmm. really about the best advice, I guess, uh, because I do think it is valuable. To it, it helps you see the geography and helps you know where you're going. At least when somebody says, "Hey, let's go do Dread Cutter," at least now maybe you'll know where Dread Cutter is approximately. All right. Well, I am geographically challenged, directionally challenged, and many other things challenged. And thankfully, uh, my the people I seem to play with are forgiving, or they pretend to be. Mm. So uh, hopefully that won't be a problem, but I'll do my best. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, I think it would be great if we heard some from some other players who have taken hiatuses, vacations, gone on, uh, gone on a walkabout to other MMOs and maybe come back and hear about what their experience is like trying to re, reincorporate themselves back into EverQuest 2 after things have changed as well. Yeah. And how much of an uphill climb was it? What other kinds of things they experienced? Sure. Let's talk about uh, the EQ2 Talk Fantasy Pick'em's results, Allie. Okay, if we have to. Can you uh, talk a little bit about what it was that you came up with for an idea for us this past fall? Yes. So uh, we decided to do, instead of fantasy football, EQ2 Talk, a fantasy game, if you will, applied to the EQ2 world. And basically, we had to choose five things we thought would happen during regular season football of varying degrees of probability from uh, very likely to totally not likely. And we gave each other point values and kind of ranked them. And so we each came up with five uh, and we weren't allowed to choose things that, you know, items that might be added to the station cash marketplace. That was one of the rules. And uh, we also had a tiebreaker Mm -hmm. in case we had equal points, which was, whose hometown football team would have the best record or the most wins at the end of regular season football. Uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's review the things that I picked. All right. And see if I was right in any of my uh, picks predictions uh, and see how I did. Well, your first, your number one, uh, I should say your one point value item was that the expansion title would contain the word of. Mm-hmm. But I made you pick a replacement for that because we already found out the title before we uh, launched this little game. <laughs> so your replacement pick was that at least five beers would be bought for Dalmon at SOE Live. And that absolutely, positively, inequivocally did happen. Was I, it more than five? I blew that one away. Wow. Yeah. How many? How many? Did uh, you lose so that? many I lost count, Allie. Oh, my goodness. Why yes. are people buying beers for Dell? Because he's a nice guy. He's a fun guy. He's a popular guy. He's a fun guy? Yeah. I always knew you were a mushroom. <laughs> but a bump. So your number two, uh, two point value, I pick him, I guess, was a little snarky. Windstalker and Ama on the forums combined would have fewer than 25 posts uh, in the public forums we mm-hmm. specified. How'd you do on that one? Did you count? Uh, we did. And as you know, though, Ali, the forums were recently converted. Yes. Uh, back on November 9th, they got converted. So we lost the history. Correct. Uh, but uh, for the months of November and December, they had a combined total of 11, point, uh, 11 posts. 
so we're missing September and October, but we did have half the season effectively. So even if we were to double it, they still only come up to 22. Uh, so they fell a little short of the 25 posts mark. So you did get your two points for that. I did. I did. I got to be honest. Uh, this one was absolutely a snarky one. I would have. I almost was rooting against myself on this one. I would have liked to seen them do better because I think communication is a good thing and something that we can all appreciate and all get something from. So I, I kind of was hoping I failed on this one, but uh, unfortunately, I was right. Well, your number, your three point value item was uh, that our guild defeats Zek in the Plane of War. Didn't happen. Didn't come close. We suck. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we suck, but we didn't. Oh, we come suck, Ally. They all suck, all, all right. except for the main tank Templar. <laughs> he was let down by 23 people. It's all uh-huh. their fault. Okay. Your four-point value was uh, the giant kill count would be added. <sighs> and I think uh, any, any regular listener of EQ2 Talk uh, knows that we got that. Yes, and uh, not for lack of Dell hunting down uh, various and sundry producers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stalking them at the SOE Live uh, pool party. There was nothing in the rules about going above and beyond to get your things to happen. Yes, and your five-point value item was that EQ2 players would be turned off. Uh, i got to be honest. I had no expectation that they would turn this thing off. I, I know even in its sorriest of states it was going to be left on. Uh, <laughs> this was a total you know, Hail Mary type of play here. Uh, no, it obviously didn't get turned off. It's, it's no better than it was the day it launched, and I don't know of anybody who uses this thing. I don't either. So it's a, I, morally and effectively it's off. But the, well, the rule was you still don't was, get points I still don't get points for it, but – uh, my point was made. Why don't you do my list? Okay. And I would like to point out first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my list was better. All right. You can think that. Okay. So <laughs> Allie's first item was that Reforged Stats will show uh, in the in-game examine window uh, like they do over there at EQ2U. Uh, and Allie, uh, when did that get put in? It, it didn't. But oh. I would also like to point out this was a hard one, and you only gave it one point. Uh, I did. I ranked it very low because for for sure I thought that was going to happen. I really did. That's why I ranked it low. Uh, uh, but amazingly, it still didn't happen, and this that shocks me. I cannot believe that uh, – well, I can't believe that the guys over at you are putting together something better, uh, but I'm shocked that they can't put that in game. Well, how hard could it be? Come on. need that's, to get on that. That's my question too. I really need that. Okay, so no points there. Mm. Uh, hide all mounts will be an option, not just hide while fighting. Hide all meaning hiding not just ground mounts, but flying mounts flying as well. Mounts, yep. And they did it. There you go. All right. I got two points for that. Yep. All right. Uh, number three was that there would be a guild hall amenity for the Battlegrounds Lounge. Battlegrounds Lounge? No, they didn't do nope, that. didn't happen. Nope. Not looking good here. Okay. Number four was Wire comes out with a mobile app. Uh, that didn't happen, but I still feel that I should get half points for that because – they did come out with a mobile like a nap type of thing for SOE Live. Uh, yeah, but the, the rule was comes out with a mobile app, not comes out I with know. a mobile app likey thingy. No. Uh, okay. In my defense, I did say I did want it to be originally that Wire comes out with a new feature, which I would have won. But okay. 
Del wouldn't let Del wouldn't let me do that. Uh, and, and just to the guys over at Wire, your check is in the mail. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, number five in your five pointer, your big one here, Allie, uh, that the expansion will not be released in the calendar year 2012. And obviously, that did not happen either. Chains it of was... Eternity came out on time. Yes, it did. On time. Shocking. Okay, Allie, so should we check the scoreboard here now that time has expired? Obviously, it's 7-2 to two in Dell's favor, but he was running up the score. It's not running up the score. You you could have scored points well. I, 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 I guess I want to say thank you uh, to coach the players uh, everybody who made this possible, the fans, all the people who wrote in and said that, Dell, your team, your five uh, items kick ass and you're going to win. They were right. I just want to say thank you to all of them for believing in me. And who's your coach? And I also want to say thank you to my Lord and Savior, Brell, who helped this happen. Who's your coach? Who's Ditka. the only coach? Ditka. There you go. Uh, and just in case we needed it, Allie, uh, the tiebreaker was the uh, Bears versus the Patriots. Uh, mm-hmm. How did that wind up at the end of the regular football season? Well, I think we all know the Patriots had a better score than uh, the Bears. Mm. But it was close. I have to say about halfway through the season in the, of, of the NFL, I was getting a little nervous there. Uh, everybody was talking about the Bears as a uh, Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Uh, apparently they're 8 and what Was it 8-1 and they started out? Uh, they started out really well. They ended at 10 and 6. They didn't even make the playoffs. No. Uh, uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. But we have a new coach. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's a new season in the fall, Allie. It's all new. Uh, and as of last Sunday, as far as I'm concerned, there is no more football. Yes, I know. Because you ended 12 and 4, and guess what? You choked. I, yes. Uh, right before I, the big game. <laughs> uh, my, my prediction, I had predicted earlier, at the, I think at the start of this, uh, uh, Patriots Packers Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the other pro uh, analysts said that too. Unfortunately, uh, both those teams did make the playoffs, but did not manage to uh, win the games necessary. Well, I was disappointed. I actually am a Pats fan. Mm. Believe it or not, and I was extremely sad after that game. Uh, I got to be honest. I had a hard time signing in for Raid uh, after the AFC Championship game uh, Mm -hmm. because I know there are several uh, Ravens fans in the guild, and Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't want to listen to it. Uh, (laughs) I didn't want to listen to what they were going to say, which I would have said had the game (laughs) had a different outcome. It's it's not fun. I uh, I use the phrase often at work the day after. I don't want to talk about it. Yes. I just don't want to talk about it. I I think that's a good way of putting it, Allie. Um, I, you know, I got to say, I thought this was a lot of fun, this uh, little pick'ems uh, challenge here. When you, when you first pitched the idea, I'm like, ah, I don't know, how's this going to work? But then when we worked it out, uh, I, it sounded really exciting. And I, I'm really glad to have been the, the uh, 2012 uh, champion. Q- champion. You get a badge. Do I? Uh, I'll draw you a trophy. I'll draw you a trophy. I'd like a trophy. Uh, feel free to dump Gatorade over me at any time here as I, as I put on my hat and T-shirt as a 2012 EQ2 Talk Pick'em's Champion. You know, I actually have a trophy I can send you. All right. Uh, an old bowling trophy. <laughs> I, I, was... <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to bring this back. I think, I'd I, love to. I, I think we're going to bring this back in the fall. This was a lot of fun. And I think I already... folks had a lot of fun uh, doing their lists as well. 
I already have some ideas, and uh, I would encourage listeners to uh, send in some ideas so we have some fodder to choose from. Excellent. I mean, that's a great idea. Maybe next year we can do a fan pick. I think know. I like it. I like it. One of our options has to be a fan suggested one. All right. Uh, so then, Allie, do we have anything else for this, the belated 58th episode of the EQ2 Talk podcast? I think that pretty much wraps it up. All right. So then let's say thank you to all the folks who took the time to download the podcast. We door we dur we do do sure hope that you enjoyed it i uh, would also like to say thank you to this week's corporate sponsor ally the daisy sour cream company uh do a dollop of daisy ally uh, what do you like to put your sour cream on are you uh, just a baked potato type person baked potatoes um tacos uh any mexican food basically flautas my favorite and you put a dollop on on all that all that. All right. Uh, do you use the daisy? Um, I haven't partaken of the daisy, but I might do a dollop. All right. So do a dollop of daisy and say thank you to Daisy Sour Cream for being the corporate sponsor of episode number 58. If you want to reach us, you can do so in several ways. You can email us. I'm Ellie at EQ2Talk.com. And I'm Delmon at EQ2Talk.com. You can reach us in-game eq2.unrest.alicious for me, A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. And I'm eq2.unrest.delmon, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. You can also join our in-game chat channel, which is eq2.unrest.eq2talk. And be sure to check us out over there on the Facebook, where we are, facebook.com slash eq2talk. <laughs> or you can follow us on Twitter at eq2talk. Hope to see you all back here for episode number 59. And in honor of Australia Day, Allie, say good day, mate. Good day, mate. Allie. Allie. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in where you just went. Mur, 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 mur. <laughs> I'm totally butchered it. I know it came out wrong, but I'm like, ah, to hell with it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Dell, you need to see that right away. Add that to the movie list. That was very cheerful. All right. I almost read that as ass. I just, my heart jumped when I saw somebody right outside my window. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Bill Swirsky's Superfans. I'm Bob Swirsky, sitting in for my brother Bill who's still recovering from that dreadful heart attack. With me, as always, are the super fans, Pat Arnold. Hey, Bob. Carl Walarski. Hey, Bob. And Todd O'Connor. How are you, Bob? Real good. <laughs> Real good. Once again, we're coming to you from Dicka's Restaurant in the heart of Chicago, the city of the big shoulders, home to a certain team, which come January will run roughshod over the competition in Super Bowl 26. a team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. The Bears.